This is the Social Strategy Podcast, episode number 19. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And the first thing I'd like to do is welcome our sponsor, Duda Mobile, to the Social Strategy Podcast. Yay, Duda Mobile. It is a um, really cool mobile creation platform. You literally can build a website in minutes, no coding experience needed, no designer experience needed. You already have a website. It's just going to convert it for you. It's crazy. So go out to Duda Mobile and check it out. There's a free preview there. You can go mobile only or you can go to the Duda One website and you know create it for your tablet and any device or just the Duda Mobile website and do stuff for your like your your phone. It's just neat and I like it. I've used it. I recommend it. So I mean there's no reason to not go out and do it. In this episode in particular though, um really fun. Been trying to get this guest on for a long time. I've been waiting for months. So I am super stoked to bring you guys this interview. I don't want to uh drag this out anymore. I'm just anxious to get into the show. But I wanted to let you guys know about the new sponsor. So let me know what you guys think and go out to do the mobile, check it out. And with that, I will see you guys on the back end. As a business owner, you know that you need to have a mobile website. Duda Mobile is going to take care of that for you. Just go out to dudamobile.com and enter promo code ROSS15 to save $15 on an annual subscription and get a new mobile website in minutes. Check them out, dudamobile.com, promo code ROSS15. What's going on, everybody? This is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, my friends, I have a treat for you. This guy is pretty amazing. I met him in person, finally, after stalking him online for months. (laughs) at New Media Expo and you know we were walking and talking through the hallway and he invited me up to you know private party that they had we just kicked it off really well and you know I can't say enough about John Lee Dumas he is an entrepreneur on fire John has done something amazing in this industry that nobody else has done he's basically taken a podcast in under is it a it's, i think it's just under a year he was able to take it from basically nothing to hundreds of thousands of downloads one of the top business podcasts on itunes is just added into the integrity network he's got entrepreneur on fire he's got webinar on fire which we're going to get into in the show he's got podcasters paradise where he's teaching podcasters like me and anybody else that wants to be a podcaster how to do it and implement successfully and pretty much duplicate his success John, are you ready to ignite? Ross, I'm so glad you asked. I am ready to set this place on fire. Man, I've been waiting to say that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) So how's it going, my friend? It's going great. It's just another beautiful, sunny, clear day here in San Diego. Yeah, you know... 
it's been October and spring here in St. Louis. <laughs> but today, I do have to say that we're at about 75 degrees and sort of San Diego weather. Nice. You got to take advantage of it. And believe me, being from Maine, I remember when you get those amazing days, you appreciate them so much more. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm living in Alaska, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you know, one of the things that, uh, of course, I, I was going to talk to you and I thought about talking to you about podcasting, but then that would be a podcaster talking to another podcaster about podcasting. And I think that's called Inception. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, you've got an amazing background and business story because, I mean, you're a combat combat veteran. Yes. And you served in the armed forces. And uh, thank you for your service when you were in there. Yeah. Really do appreciate that. But I mean, tell me a little bit about how did you figure out what you wanted to do? Because I think that's the challenge that a lot of people have. They have good ideas. They know that they want to start and they just don't know what to do. What do you think the important element in that was? Well, throw me in that boat because I was in that for a long, long time. And I, I just want to start off by saying I think the most important elements, if you want to boil it down to just one, would be the confidence to quit. And let me kind of expound upon that a little bit. So when I graduated from college, I was 22. It was 2002. I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army. So for everybody that remembers 9-11, um, 2001, we were the first officers commissioned in the U.S. Army post 9-11. So we knew it was going to be real deal, Holyfield stuff. And sure enough, uh, about a year later, we were starting our 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. I was a armor platoon leader, so I was in charge of 16 men and four tanks. And oh, wow. it was a long, long deployment, Ross, with a lot of pros, a lot of cons, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. But I learned a lot as a 23 and 24-year-old while I was overseas in Iraq, for sure. Um, getting out, I, you know, finished out my four years active duty and entered the reserves. And I tried law school. I tried commercial real estate, residential real estate, corporate finance. Um, all of those things, Ross, I tried and had some successes, some failures, but all of them I quit. And I say that with pride of some sort, because I don't think if I had, had not had the confidence that I gained from the army, that I could make it on my own that I would have been able to quit. Because some of them were pretty cushy jobs. I was making six oh, yeah. figures in corporate finance with John Hancock. I was making six figures as a commercial broker in my home state of Maine, which is a great salary for that yeah, um, part of the world. And or that even part of the country, so to speak. And for me, that was just not enough. The financial success was not enough. I needed more. I wanted to inspire others. I wanted to be inspired personally by what I was doing. So I quit Ross and I kept quitting and I kept striving and searching and failing to find that thing that I really clicked with. And it truly was a decade of that. I mean, it wasn't until I was 32 years old that I had that aha moment, that light bulb moment for Entrepreneur on Fire. And it was a powerful moment. And when I saw it, I grabbed onto it with both hands, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Three months later, Entrepreneur on Fire was published to the world, and that was 19 months ago. Since then, uh, we've done almost 600 episodes with inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We were awarded Best of iTunes 2013 um, oh, yeah. from, uh, from Apple. And yeah, like you said, we've really turned it into a financial 
powerhouse, which we publish every single month on our income reports at eofire.com slash income, where April, I'll reveal for the first time ever, Ross, oh, uh, on your podcast, Another we exclusive. crossed the, uh, the $200,000 mark for a month. And it was quite a milestone for us. Congratulations, man. You know, and Thank I, you. I honestly and sincerely say I could not be happier. And I don't think it goes to a nicer person than you. I mean, that is that is awesome. And you know, it, you guys, if you ever have the chance to meet John, he's he is exactly like he sounds. <laughs> yeah, upbeat. You know, I mean, just wired, just gone. I mean, just on just, fire. Just, just, just on fire, man. I mean, <laughs> literally just on fire. And but one, was, one point I want to make, Ross, because I really appreciate that, um, is that I didn't start out with that naturalness, with that genuineness. Uh, when I first launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I wish I did and I tried to. I just didn't have the skills. I didn't have the experience. I was too scared, tentative, and robotic. And you know, a lot of people let how I sound now or how you sound now, Ross, stop them from ever starting because they say to themselves, I could never be that comfortable behind a microphone. And I was that person. I heard Andrew Warner and David Simon Garland so comfortable behind the microphone. And I knew I could never be that way. Yeah. But you know what? I decided to launch and I followed that that Gandhi theme of if you, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. I wanted to see a seven day a week podcast and I was willing to work hard at it to make it happen. And I just got a little, little bit better every time. And here I am 600 episodes later, Ross, that starts to add up. Yeah. You know, I can't say I've heard all 600, but I've, I've heard <laughs> a lot. I'm out of here. Oh, doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot. And, you know, I have to say, man, it's, it, it, it continues to improve. And but, you, but you've heard it, right? Like you've heard oh, yeah. my transition. Oh, and that's yeah. another great point is that I was scared to start to start and to launch as so many people are until I was good. But you'll never be good if you have that mentality. And people actually resonate and enjoy being a part of your journey of improvement. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you said uh, earlier when you were talking about your journey is that you had the you had the courage to quit. How much resistance did you get from family? Did you have the courage and support to quit? Or were you just like, you know what, I'm just going to trailblaze this by myself and I can't <laughs> worry about you guys and you'll catch up once uh, you see what I do? I had pretty minimal support. I'd say if like 100% support would be a 10 I probably had like a three, which isn't terrible. It wasn't <laughs> right. a one, um, but it wasn't strong either because here my parents were and my friends and family, rightfully so, seeing that I was doing really well in commercial real estate. I had um, a, tr a partnership track. I was in a very um, great condo in downtown Portland, Maine, which is a really fun city for anybody that's ever been able to make it up that way. And they saw a very steady, safe, comfortable existence. And for most people, that's what they thought that you wanted to strive for. And for me, it just wasn't. It wasn't enough. So when I decided to quit and just put everything, you know, to double down and to focus 100% on podcasting, you know, for them, they were like, well, what's a podcast and why would you ever do that? This is obviously just one of those new internet bubbles that's going to happen and burst, which who knows? <laughs> I mean, everything goes into cycles. Podcasting right. could be irrelevant in two years, 10 years. Nobody knows. But um, they were just very skeptical. They were wondering what different ways were that I was ever going to be able to monetize or create a viable business. And it was all great concerns and questions, and most of which I didn't have the answer to. And I didn't for the first nine months of Entrepreneur on Fire when I didn't really make any money. But when I did start to turn on those income streams, it came out as more of a waterfall than a dribble. And that really did point to the fact of creating an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you is incredibly powerful this day and age. 
Right. You know, I think so many people make the wrong decision in moving forward when you're trying to create a product or when you're trying to create something that you want people to pay for. And they try to create it without knowing or having a community behind them. And I like the fact that you actually built a community. You had listeners, you had people that were helping you out. And then you launched your, you know, Podcasters Paradise. Exactly. And, and monetized your podcast with sponsorship and stuff like that. So if we talk about that portion of it, matter of fact, you know, I just want to jump to Podcasters Paradise because I think it's interesting because mm -hmm. it's a community and you were talking about communities. And, you know, I, I gave a talk at a thing here recently where I was talking about community influence and building trust and establishing yourself as an expert in the whole nine. And I, I like the way I was listening to uh, Sharon's show. And of course, I heard your episode on Sharon's show because Chris is a good friend. Cool. And when you first launched Podcasters Paradise, I made a stupid decision and didn't get in it <laughs> for $197, which is insane. Right. But now it's like $1,119, right? Yeah, 97 yeah. Yeah, so how did you make the progression from $197 product to over $1,000 product, even though the $197 product, once you had it built out, was delivering $1,000 value to begin with? I can't imagine how much stuff you have in there now, but how did you make that progression to raise the price? So I always believe when you're looking to price out a product or a service, that the price should always reflect the value within. So to give you the quick uh, rundown of the podcaster's paradise journey, when we listed it at 197 and we offered it to our community, we said, listen, guys, it's mid-September of 2013. This weekend and this weekend only, anybody who's willing to put their trust and their faith in us um, and pay $197 are going to validate the fact that Kate and I should create a community for podcasters filled with tutorials and forums and Facebook groups and monthly webinars. We haven't done any work into this, but right now for 197, you can become an early bird special. And over the next 45 days, if enough people validate this idea right now, what, where it's not even anything except an idea, then we will make it a reality in 45 days and we'll launch on October 31st, 2013. We had 35 people, Ross, raise their hand and say, here's $200. And so that puts $7,000 into Kate and I's pocket. Now, one, uh, another thing that we did do is say, listen, when it does launch on October 31st, it will be $497. So we will be rewarding people who do take advantage of the early bird special. And those early bird special people that got in those 35 people got a nice podcasters paradise mug, which is a uh, quite a, a, a rare object now and, and quite an antique when there's only 35 <laughs> total and almost 900 members now. So it's a pretty cool commodity for people to have, but I digress. Um, that gave us the, just the, the confidence to go forth and create because the people will take money out. That's the only true validation of any product, of any service, of any idea. And we got that. So so over the next 45 days, we, we built out Podcasters Paradise. And then by the time that we did launch it, the value had to reflect the price because now there was something there. We had put it in a lot of work, time, energy, and effort, and now it's $4.97. And then a month goes by and we've added another 40 hours of man, of man work into it. And so we raise it to $6.97 and then $9.97. And now it's $11.97 as we continue to add content and features and more people join it, making it a more valuable and powerful community every single day. So 
that is truly the progression of Podcasters Paradise. And we did the exact same thing with Webinar on Fire Ross because we've now done just over $550,000 since we launched Podcasters Paradise on October 31st of 2013. And 86% of those sales, Ross, have come on a live webinar. So people started asking us, and this is recently, like within the last couple of months, well, John, how are you doing these live webinars? How are you creating them? How are you delivering them? What's this chat box? Like, how are you converting people on the live webinars? What are you doing? So just like I was getting those same questions about podcasting six months ago, eight months ago, 10 months ago, I was getting those same questions about webinars two months ago. This time I was quicker to respond. And I said, Kate, let's create webinar on fire where you, where we teach people how to create and present a webinar that converts. Long story short, we pulled the exact same maneuver where we started, we had a free live webinar and we said, Hey guys, this is what we're going to create. If you on this live webinar, commit to it. And it'll be 297 today. But when we open, it's going to be 497 and we're going to open in 18 days. And sure enough, over $10,000 worth of people raised their hands and joined Webinar on Fire that early day. And then we opened the doors on April 18th and the price is now $497. And we've done over $35,000 in sales since April 18th, just a couple of weeks ago Jesus for Christ. Webinar on Fire. <laughs> that is awesome, man. But again, but Ross, if we'd only gotten two or three sales for Webinar on Fire on that live webinar, Kate would have been like, awesome. Now we know that this is not something that people will actually pay for. Let's not waste our time creating it. Let's go off and find something new. And John, I think that's a perfect segue to thank our sponsors. So guys, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about Duda Mobile. That's D-U-D-A mobile.com. Duda Mobile is a sponsor for the show. And right now you can enter promo code Ross15 to save $15 on an annual subscription. Mobile is so interesting because I get all these questions from business owners about, hey, how do I take my site mobile and how much is it going to cost me? How expensive is it for me to get the designer to map out everything, redesign the website, do all of this stuff just so that people can read my site on the phone? Can't they just pinch and move around and expand things? Well, no, nobody wants to do that. With Duda Mobile, automatically everything is gathered from your site and any place else that you have on the web to present really nice, mobile responsive, works on any phone, website, for your customers. So definitely guys, check out dudamobile.com and remember, enter promo code ROSS15 to save $15 on an annual subscription. But guess what? You can check it out for free. So go out to dudamobile.com. And now back to the show. Now, would you would you say that when you validated, you know, what it was that you wanted to do and you validated that by people actually taking action and supporting it, how much pressure was it for you to complete the stuff that you needed to do? Uh, the pressure was there, absolutely, but I embraced it because I knew that that was going to hold me accountable. That was going to hold Kate, Kate accountable. We had a job to do now, and it's really that Parkinson's law. You know, it's t- uh, tasks will expand to the time that you allot it. So if we had just said, okay, we're going to create this product or service, and then we're going to offer it to people, you know, who knows how long it would have taken us to get it done because we have we would have had no deadline. But because we had a hard deadline, people waiting for us asking us for updates on a weekly basis, 
we got our stuff together and we focused and we made it happen. And I love that. And you know what? If we had failed, we would have returned every single penny to every single person that invested in us and apologized and said, listen, we failed and we're, we apologize for that. Now, we never had any intention of doing that. And obviously, we never did because we succeeded and we launched on time um, as, we, as we did with Webinar on Fire as well. And it's been a great journey ever since. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that I think people have challenges with, and one of the things I've seen you use is coaching. I know that you, you, you've had some mentors and people that you've depended on to help you get from where you were to where you are. How valuable do you think it is for people to find coaches that are already successful in doing what it is that they want to do so that they can move to that next level? You nailed it with that phrase, doing what they want to do. That's such a huge mistake that I see people make is they go after a success coach or a life coach of some sort that maybe doesn't really have the specific knowledge in that niche that can really help that entrepreneur at that stage in their life. Now, I'm not saying that a generalized success coach or business coach is not a good idea, but I do believe that when you're first starting out a venture, um, you need to have somebody who has been there and done that. And for me, that was the best decision that I made when I invested in myself and hired Jamie Tardy, who is the great podcast host of The Eventual Millionaire. She had been a successful podcast host for a couple of years prior to my launch of Entrepreneur on Fire. So she had the experience, she had the connections, she had the knowledge to allow me to press the fast forward button and get my act together and really start off on the right foot and avoid the pitfalls and wasting the time, energy, and effort that so many people, including myself, would fall into without guidance. You know, with that, when when you have a when you have a coach like that, uh, even if you don't have a coach, I know that every now and then, after the coaching's done and when you're implementing, and even though you've seen some success, do you get hit with oh crap? People are going to realize at some point in time. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just I'm just falling forward and at some point in time I'm going to face plant and I don't know what to do. Oh god, I'm an imposter. How do you how do you deal with that? So the imposter syndrome oh, is yeah. all around us. It permeates every human being whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, whether you're, you know, a congressman, whether you're the president of the United States. The imposter syndrome is part of our psyche, it's part of our being, it's our it's the very essence of human of humankind, which is one of the major reasons why we've survived these thousands of years is because you know we're very um, judgmental of ourselves. We're very self-critical. We're always analyzing and doubting. You know, should I really go outside even though I hear somebody growling? Oh, it's probably a saber-toothed tiger around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And that's why the cavemen survived because they listened to their imposter syndrome and to those doubts that were assailing them. So Long story short, and I'll give a quick what I call my $100,000 mistake story, is when I woke up August 15th, a date that I had chosen to launch Entrepreneur on Fire. This is in 2012. Now, Jamie and myself had worked hard to have everything ready for that date. I had 40 interviews recorded, scheduled. I had my website, my opt-in form ready. Everything was in place except one thing, Ross. My fear <laughs> took over. I woke up paralyzed with fear, with doubt, and I was just saying all of a sudden, wow, why would anybody want to listen to this podcast? You know, I went back and like listened to a couple episodes and I was like, oh my God, I sound so robotic, so stilted, so 
immature, naive. Like, why would anybody want to listen to that? And I let the imposter syndrome creep in. So I delayed for 15 days to September 1st. September 1st came and went, and I delayed till September 15th. And I kept coming up with these BS excuses, Ross, that I was buying, that Jamie was buying, that my mastermind members were, were buying as well. And then I pushed it back again till October 1st. Luckily, Jamie called my bluff and she said, John, no more. You are going to launch today or I'm going to fire you. And because of that, I launched that very day and I could have launched five months earlier, sorry, five weeks earlier. And the reason, Ross, I call it my $100,000 mistake is because a year later, sorry, 13 months later in October of 2013, we had our first $100,000 month. Now, the only thing, Ross, that those five weeks of me delaying launch did was delay the success of Entrepreneur on Fire by the same time amount. Oh, and wow. we'd be sitting here talking right now, I'd be $100,000 richer, but I'm not because I let this imposter syndrome stop me from launching. And I mentor four people every single month, Ross. One-on-one, -on -one, it's the limit. It's what I limit it at. That's all my bandwidth can take. But the, the reason why I bring this up is because every single one of my mentees, exactly like me, went through this period of fear of the imposter syndrome telling them, no, you're not ready yet. And unlike me, I don't let my mentees get away with BS excuses. I force <laughs> them to launch on time, to stick right. to their schedule, and they always thank me for it. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. I, um, I ran into a similar issue trying to launch this podcast. I was going to launch it on September 30th, and I had guests lined up, and all of a sudden, right before, I had a cancellation. And I'm like, oh, man, I need to push this back another month. But, from one cancellation? Yeah, from, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to record it, and I'm going to have it out and up and upload it on time. And I did, and it was it went through. I was upset because I didn't realize it was going to take 48 hours for it to be in iTunes. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to be in iTunes, so I won't be able to promote it. And I'm going to lose new and noteworthy juice. And all this stuff because of one recording. And I'm like, you know what? This is silly. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Stop the right? madness. And just went ahead and pushed forward. Got it out by like midnight. So it was officially like October 1st. But it didn't make a difference. People didn't mind. People didn't care. By that Tuesday, I was in iTunes and everything was okay. And I just came to realize then that it's like, you know what? You can't let the imposter syndrome take over your life and or because it actually will it will take over your life and what i actually like to kind of change that mindset shift a little bit is and i share embrace that imposter syndrome know that it's going to be there and so when it does rear its ugly head be a little bit excited now that might seem weird but why should you be excited about that the reason is ross is because you know that i've had the imposter syndrome that you've had the imposter syndrome descend upon you and that everybody is having the imposter syndrome descend upon them at some point. And it's because of that that so many people give up and quit and so few people rise ahead. So if you instead embrace the imposter syndrome as something that weeds out so many other people and allows you, the person who can strive above it and rise above all of that, be that in that top 5% of people that are able to overcome these fears and these issues and not quit. That's exciting. Yes, it is. So, you know, I think what I want to do now, since because I know your time is valuable and you've got other people you've got to talk to today, we've got a about two minutes left. So I'm going to do something in John Lee Dumas sure. entrepreneur and fire style. <laughs> Let's do the lightning round. Yes. <laughs> so social media tool. What's your favorite one? Schedule once is by far the best 
social media tool for anybody that's going to be scheduling meetings, interviews, appointments. Go to schedulonce.com. It'll change your life. Yeah, I agree because that is exactly what I use. And I start using it because I saw you using it. So yeah. There you go. Follow success. Success leaves breadcrumbs, guys. (laughs) Remember that. Success leaves crumbs for you. It leaves clues for you. I think I've heard you say that. Yeah. Best book to read right now. For people that are listening to this podcast, I'm actually going to say two because they really lead into each other. The first one's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, and it leads into his mentee, Darren Hardy, who is the founder of Success Magazine and an incredible entrepreneur, wrote The Compound Effect. And both of those books show you how small, powerful actions daily add up to something huge. Nice. Okay, so what's the one online business success tip that you can leave my audience to basically move them from where they are now to that next thing? Focus. Follow one course until success. And I'll add a third book onto this list, Sweet. which is The One Thing by Gary Keller that really drives this point home. Oh, wow. Two books that I actually have not read. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be busy on Audible this month. And, uh... yeah, yeah, go for a long <laughs> run, dude. Yeah, exa- exactly. I got to do that today, as a matter of fact. Getting cool, back me into too. It. There you go. Well, hey, John, I really do appreciate you coming on the Social Strategy Podcast. This half hour has gone by really quick, and I hate it. I, <laughs> I got to come out to San Diego and yeah, get you, you longer, do. man. Get out here. Oh, yeah. I've... Come to World Domination Summit in July in Oh, Chris, Chris Gillibo's event. Yeah, come out. Awesome. Well, John, I do appreciate you coming on to the podcast. I know you got to get out of here. It has been a blast, man. Awesome. Take care, Ross. All right, thanks. All right, guys, how incredible was that? So that was Mr. John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and I had a blast talking to him. I know it was a shorter interview than you guys are used to, but John is extremely busy, so I'm really happy that he took the time to sit down with us and just go over some stuff. We covered some amazing stuff in this interview. Lots of gold nuggets, lots of stuff for you to take away. A couple things I want to go over. We didn't get a chance to tell you where to find John online. So you can find John online. It's easier to go out to eofire.com. That's eofire.com. You can find all of his contact information there, and that is entrepreneuronfire.com. John's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got, of course, Entrepreneur on Fire. It's a a seven-day-a-week podcast. Every day he's got great new content, 561 episodes in, and it is an amazing show. I've learned a lot, and it's a great example of just what to do if you're a podcaster or just about handling your own business. John and I covered a lot of stuff talking about finding that thing that you want to do and pursuing it despite a lack of support. So if you're going into your own business and you're wanting to do your own thing, you may not have the support of your family. Uh, You may not have the support of your friends. They may not understand exactly what is that thing that they're doing, whether it's a tangible, you know, business that you have or whether it's something, you know, a little bit more like a lifestyle business, lifestyle entrepreneurs, which basically means anything that you're doing online and everybody else doesn't understand your lifestyle. At least that's the way I look at it. But um, I think John approaches things from definitely a different perspective, having military experience and the discipline that comes from there and, you know, corporate finance, dabbled in law a bit. I mean, just did a number of things, had a really nice six-figure paying job, uh, went but had a real estate career and was just, you know, doing his thing, six figures, walked away from all of it to start a podcast and in eight, nine months 
has been able to take it from basically nothing to a six figure a year podcast. And it's not just a six figure a year podcast. I mean, I want to give you guys an idea of the power of incorporating this type of thing into your business. I mean, you know, you, you just have to look at their crazy, crazy income. So their their income for March was $155,388.78. Their income for April was $223,632,000. It is insane the amount of money that they are making. But it's not like it's some... Oh, just podcast and you're going to make all this money. This is really about how you run your business and answering the needs of what your audience is looking for. And your audience doesn't necessarily mean that you have a show. It's just the people that you want to sell stuff to or that you want to buy your services. You have to listen to those people and then deliver what it is that they're asking for. And if you go back and listen to the interview, that's exactly what John did. They didn't start Podcasters Paradise just on a whim. They started it, they tested it, and they listened to their audience and delivered massive amount of value. And the same thing, a webinar on fire. They tested it. They started it out. And if they didn't get those 10 sales up front, they weren't going to do it. They were just going to return the money and go, hey, you know, sorry, guys, there's just not enough demand for it. And this is something that we're not going to do. And I can 100% understand it. And you just have to get comfortable with the fact that, you know, sometimes you have to rely on your community and the people that support you and listen to you and that will hold you up in business before you go out and do something. And it's a brilliant move and it's awesome. And like I said, John and Kate could not deserve this more, the amount of success that they're having. But I think you have to look a little bit deeper than just the amount of success that they're having and the amount of money. The income reports are great and there's a full breakdown, but you have to look at the business side of it. You know, do I have a viable product? And I believe Noah Kagan talks about, you know, a minimal viable product. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong, if it's not Noah, but a minimal viable product, you know, moving something out, the bare minimum that you need to get it out into the marketplace and test it. The easiest thing to do, put a buy button on your website, tell people what you're doing and ask them to buy it. And if you don't get enough people buying it, Guess what? People don't want it. And I'm not saying just stick a buy button out there with nothing to offer. You let people know that, hey, you know, this product is still under development. We're taking some early bird people in, some beta testers. So you're going to get it for this price. It's going to be raised later on, which is pretty much what John did with Podcasters Paradise. I mean, it started out at $197. And I saw it when it came out at $197 and didn't get it. I should have got it, but I didn't get it. Then, you know, it went to four ninety seven, and then from four ninety seven to like six ninety seven or something like that, the seven something. Now it's at a thousand dollars, and it's still delivering value. And they're going to do the same thing with webinar on fire. But more importantly, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, I was looking at John's income report. You have to take care of the business side of things, and something I think that's interesting that a lot of you won't see on a lot of websites is their CPA is on there. CPA on fire, which I just think is just amazing. This guy's name is uh, Josh Burrell. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right, but there's going to be some accounting tips. And in this month's accounting tip, he's talking about the benefits of paying quarterly taxes for your business. Definitely something you guys should consider. Make sure you check it out. 
eofire.com. That's where you can find John online. You can also find him at John Dumas, John Lee Dumas on Twitter. But just go out to eofire.com. You can find him pretty much everywhere out there. I had a blast talking to John. It has been a wonderful, wonderful time. Love this interview. Looking forward to episode number 20. Got some special stuff for you. And I think that one's going to be about sponsorship. Been getting, I've been getting a lot of questions about sponsorship and, you know, how do you go about it? You know, what do you do? You know, do you have any templates? Do you have, you know, contracts, stuff like that? I'm going to actually for the first time be releasing some sponsorship information, like detailed sponsorship information to the general public that I use to um, have a lot of success in sponsorship. So that's coming up in the next episode. Again, you can find me. This is Vernon Ross. You can find me at socialstrategypodcast.com. That is socialstrategypodcast.com. And guys, I will see you in the next episode. Hey, you guys still with me? Good. Hey, I wanted to thank you guys for all the support that you've been showing on Stitcher and on iTunes. I forgot to say that during the uh, show wrap, so if you're still listening, thanks a lot. Tweet me back to let me know that you heard this message. I want to see if people are actually listening to the end. And the first person that tweets me back, I've got something special for you. I need your address. So tweet me back and direct message me your address. I'm going to send you something in the mail. All right, till next show, that's all I got. <laughs>